0: Harper has a special night. Here I am, Lord, and I'm drowning In your sea of forgetfulness The chains of yesterday surround me I yearn for peace and rest I don't want to end up where you found me And it echoes in my mind Keep me awake tonight I know you've cast my sin as far as The east is from the west And I stand before you now As though I've never sinned Today I feel like I'm just one mistake away From you leaving me this way Jesus, can you show me just how far The east is from the west Cause I can't bear to see the man I've been Come rising up in me again In the arms of your mercy I find a rest you know just how far the east is from the west, from one God hand to the other. I start the day the war begins, endless reminding of my sin. Time and time again Your truth is drowned out By the storm I'm in Today I feel like I'm just one mistake away From you leaving me this way Jesus, can you show me Just how far the east is From the west Cause I can't bear to see The man I've been Come rising up in me again In the arms of your mercy I find rest You know just how far the east is from the west From one's God hand to the other I know you've washed me white Turned my darkness into light I need your peace to get me through Get me through this night I can't live by what I feel But by the truth your word reveals I'm not holding on to you But you're holding on to me You're holding on to me Jesus, you know just how far The the west. I don't have to see the man I've been come rising up in me again in the arms of your mercy I find rest. Cause you know just how far the east is from the west, from one guard hand to the other. From one got hand to the other. From one side hand to the other.
1: Thank you, Tristan. That's a powerful song. That's just the way I like it. Lots of volume. Yes. And uh that's a lot of truth in that song. Jesus does know how far the east is from the west. Remember the first time I heard that song and it came that to that line from one scarred hand to the other. That's an amazing thought. You know, the east and the west, obviously, God used that to show how far our sins will be cast away. Basically, eternally away. But... On that cross, it was from that one hand to the other hand. The whole cross. Your sins, my sins, nailed to the cross for me and for you. And uh, go ahead and open your Bibles, book of Psalms. And we're going to, Psalms 34 and uh, 15. Look at a couple of, of scriptures and get started there's I want to speak tonight on this subject and that is keeping focused. And I I there's two kinds to this really. And uh there's me with, you know, anybody has got I didn't know what I had. All I knew is uh uh I couldn't stay focused in school, easily distracted. They came up with a name for it, you know, everything's got a disorder, ADD, attention deficit disorder. And all that means, translated into today's terms, he got a lot of belt whoopings. Mm-hmm, that's it. So <laughs> that's what I got—a bunch of them. And because uh, of that, I mean, Dad, one, they tried, time out was not even heard of, but they called it putting you in the corner. Putting you, in the, Dad, put me in the corner one time, and I had so much fun I didn't want to come out. So I mean, I was making shadows on the wall. It didn't. I mean, t- tension deficit. I was off everywhere. I mean, you know, preaching, you know, that other day when that dirt dober was in here, you know, I was focused on y'all. I tried not to look at it, but I couldn't help myself every now and then be preaching, be looking, you know, just you know, whether it's a squirrel or a dirt dober, you want to do that. But this is the attention deficit or the keeping focus on and talk about a lot of times, especially us as Christians, a church can lose its focus. We can actually have, if you will, ADD, attention deficit disorder, which means our focus obviously should be Jesus. Obviously should be the cross. When churches or people in their Christian life have problems, it's when they lose their focus. When they stop looking at the cross. We start looking at people. We start looking at problems. I do it. We all do it, don't we? I, I, everybody, we, we have stuff happens in life and we lose our focus so many times we and we can, this can be discouraging you and i that's probably everybody in here your number one weapon that satan the world will use on you is discouragement it's the number one weapon of satan he wants to discourage you so how does he do it he distracts you He shakes this person over here. He'll shake that person over there. And what it is, is He's not shaking you. He just because He said, well, I'm just going to discourage them. I want to distract them. I do it. We all do it. We lose our focus and we get discouraged. In Psalms 34 and verse 15, the Word of God says, Gives us some encouragement here, just to think. Now I'm going to put it here. 3415. It states this. The eyes of the Lord are on you. And he, his ears are open unto their cry. Back up just a smidgen. Uh, Psalm 27 and verse 14. Psalm 27 and verse 14. Okay, I, I'm looking at problems. Oh, I'm so discouraged. I'm looking at this situation, my, my life, my finances, stuff happens, people. Man, I'm discouraged. What does it say in Psalms twenty-seven fourteen? Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. I say, wait, I say, on the Lord. And then, of course, this real famous one. This is an encouraging verse if there ever was one. Isaiah 40 and 31. Isaiah 40 and 31. This, you ought to have marked in your Bible or somewhere. This is an awesome verse. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. This, really, this is saying, hey, you discouraged? You down? Something matter? What's the matter? You renew your strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Mean you down? You come in to back up. They shall run and not be weary. Man, I just get sick and tired. Sick and tired. I just hate problems. I hate this. I don't like this problem. I don't like this situation. Uh, our eyes are not on the Lord. We done lost our focus. Done lost our focus. Not be weary, and they shall walk. And not faint. The word faint there means to feel like quitting. That's what it means. To feel like quitting. To feel like giving up. Head now to... Now this, so... That's some great Old Testament Scriptures. I want you to go now to Galatians 6 and verse 1. What we're going to do is just stay there for just a second. Stay there in Galatians 6. And we're going to start with verse 1. Just keep on going. Now, Galatians 6, is very famous for the great revival preaching when it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Man, you sow this, you're going to reap it. I mean, you make, that's a great preaching. But folks, obviously one of the ways to interpret Scripture and look at it is obviously to look at its context. In Galatians 6, interesting context. Especially if you back up to verse 1. I quoted verse 7. Now verse 1, okay, so... Sowing and reaping. What are you talking about, preacher? Sowing and reaping. Well, what it's talking about is if you take all of chapter 6 and put it especially through verse about uh, 14, if you take all of that, what he's trying to get you to do is, is they were discouraged, they were thinking, I've got to keep a bunch of rules, it's talking about the Old Testament law, so you got to combine faith and works. No, Paul says, no, don't combine faith and works you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. He took care of all the work. Religion's about doing. Jesus is about done. (laughs) He did it. It's done. So, Galatians 6, 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken at fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse 1 and 2, look out for one another. Try to encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ. You see somebody that stumbles, don't kick them while they're down, help them up. You know, so basically it's about doing good and helping each other out. Look at verse 3. Because what? Verse 3 says, "...for if a man thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself." Okay? Okay. But let every man, verse 4, prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not, not in another. Which means, let your work be seen. Help each other out. Brag on one another. Point it out when somebody does good. Look for the good in other people, verse 5. For every man shall bear his own burden. Which means this, it sounds like uh, verse 2 and verse uh, 5 are contradictory, but verse 2 says is talking about helping each other out. Verse 5 says this, you're responsible for your own actions. You're responsible for your own actions. Verse 6, Let him that is ta- so if you're responsible for your own actions in verse 5, what does verse 6 say? B- uh, Let him that is taught in the Word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. In other words, share what you know. Just share what you know. That's just flying through it. And then he says in verse 7, now think about all of these verses. Verses 1 through 6 have been what? helping each other out, picking other people up when they're down, being responsible. And then it says, all of a sudden, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth that shall... So in other words, if you're nice you're going to reap nice things. If you're not nice, you're going to reap not nice things. If you help others, believe it or not, get this, surprise, 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 Gomer Powell. You know, it's not a surprise when you're actually nice and kind and all of a sudden people are nice and kind back to you. And so be not deceived, you shall reap. And then so God is not mocked. So if you share what you know and you're good to others and you're lifting other people up, Sometimes it comes back to you. And then, he that soweth to the. Again, you've got a contrast in verse 8. you got the bad and the good. What's it say in verse 8? He that soweth to his flesh. In other words, you do what you want to do, do what you enjoy. Look out for number one. I'm looking out for myself, preacher. He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit. Shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting, which means if you're saved, if you feed, you're going to feed your flesh. And that does not mean banana pudding. We're not talking banana pudding. If you feed, what it's saying here, if you feed your flesh, it means your desires. Because it's contrasting your desires versus the spiritual desires. You shall reap life everlasting. And then, verse 9, here's the kicker. Well, preacher, I'm a pretty good person. I'm pretty nice. I'm tired, I'm gonna sit down. I need to run more, be bunny. And uh stop eating so much banana pudding. Anybody ever get tired? Look at verse nine. Let us not be weary. I like I like the way one person put it. Let us not be weary in doing good. In well doing good. Because why? What does the Bible say? About doing good. We shall reap a harvest. And remember, I've done talked about the word faint in the King James Version. We shall reap a harvest what? If we don't quit. But if you start looking at problems, people, the world. Man, the world is just headed down a devil's hell. It's headed down the wrong road. Morality, man, there's no such thing as morality anymore. Everything's horrible in the world. And, and how, how many of you ever watch the news and say, man, if you want to get discouraged or depressed, just watch the news. Now, I like watching the news, but man, that's discouraging. i got to open the Bible to get some encouragement. We shall reap if we what? Don't quit. Don't, what's it say? If we faint not, don't quit. Don't give up. Wait, 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 wait for it. We're not finished yet. Keep on going. That's normally most people quit there. As you have therefore opportunity, is this the same pattern? Do y'all see a similarity in all these verses? So help people, help people, be nice to others, and, and then if you sow good stuff, it'll come back to you. And then don't quit, don't get discouraged, don't give up. If we faint, give up not. And then all of a sudden, same theme. What does verse 10 say? As we have our opportunity. We want to go Karen and Dina. And they've seen a lady. Huh. We want to go help her. Boom! They zip off down there. I'm sure Miss Dina obeyed every speed limit law as she trucked on down promised land road. They went down hunting for the, the lady that they were looking for to help her out. What does this say here? As you have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. That means, and if you have your Bible, does is your men uh, in italics? And it just means all people because they just supplied the men in there. It's not in the original, but it means all people. Especially unto them that are in the house of. So it means there, we ought to, if you have an opportunity to be kind to somebody, be kind, especially if you find out they're a Christian. Hey, I need to encourage you, brother. You're a brother, I'm a. you're a sister, I'm, you know, I'm trying to encourage you. Verse 11, you see how large a letter I'm writing, da da da. Verse 12, as many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you, which means uh, there were some people in verse 12 that was trying to get them to follow Moses' law as a part of their following Christ. If there's a guy, they'd be circumcised, so on and so forth. You've got to keep the letter of the law. In other words, keep my rules in addition to the Bible. They were adding to the Word of God. Don't do, you don't have to... They're trying to make a fair show. In the flesh, verse 13, it says circumcision... Basically, verse 13, circumcision won't bring God glory. It's not about keeping laws or, or rules... Because, folks, I'm telling you, I've been preaching for about this 10-12 minutes on this section right here because I was trying to get to verse 14. I'm trying to get there. Because, folks, verse 14 ought to be our battle cry here at Promised Land. Verse 14 ought to be our sound. This is our theme. This is what our church is all about. If we cannot live and breathe and die on 14, folks... I'm easy. I mean, I can get distracted on 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 uh, trying to work on something. Something's broke. There's a light bulb right there. Y'all see that? I'm distracted because there's a light bulb out right there in our church. Man, it's everything. Problems, stuff is happening. But folks, we cannot lose verse fourteen. Because what is it all about? We don't need to brag on ourselves. Y'all know what Promised Land's been doing? Promised Land, Promised Land, Promised Land. If we're going to brag on anybody, let us brag on Jesus. And that's what He's saying here. All of that, all of that. Do good, do good, do good. Make a fair show. It's not about a fair show. It's not about problems. It's not about people. It's about seeing lost people come to know Jesus Christ. God forbid... That I should glory in anything save in the cross of our Lord Jesus by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Folks, this is not my church and it's not your church. It's the Lord's church. This church belongs to Him. It's about Him. And it's all about Him. That's what it's all about. Well, lastly, In closing, this is cool too. Because it's the same, it's to a different group. Back up to 1 Corinthians 15. It's to a different group, but it's kind of the same thing. Keep focused. So if ever, if ever you hear of a church or a person, a Christian struggling with problems, I guarantee you their eyes are not on the Lord. If a church or a group or a people, anybody if our if we're if our eyes are on problems, we'll lose our focus. But look at 1 Corinthians 15. This is cool. Verse 51. Now all of you love this because I love talking about uh you know the return of Jesus. We all most all of us do. Matter of fact. Trey and I were distracted. <laughs> a while ago, we were both looking at that. If y'all, if that screen hadn't been there, there's that uh, light behind that. Uh, and it says the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's a, it's a artist rend- rendering of him second coming. And that fluorescent light was just going on and off, on and off, on and off. That's, that's like heroin to ADD people. That's just, can't, you know, can't see any more of that so and so you see that and i saw that but you know what wouldn't that be great if we had an indicator light jesus is about to get here he's coming you know flashing light you know bull got all distracted the other day because trey's got this septic system over there it flashes red over there when the things aren't working right and it was flashing red the other day and uh so bull was distracted in the middle of the night when he made his rounds around here but this is what this is verse 51 Through 57, you know what this is? Hope, 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 hope. Jesus is coming again. Hope, 51, a mystery. Man, we're going to be changed one day. 52. And whenever I hear the last trump, it won't be a beep, beep, beep. But guess what, man? It'll be a glorious sound, verse 52. And then the dead shall be raised, and then we shall be changed. Verse 53, corruptible shall put on incorruption means I'm getting a new body and so are you. Verse 54, and whenever this happens, death, whenever you get the new body, what does it say in 54? Death is swallowed up in victory when you get your new body. And then what does it say in 55? Then you can laugh at death. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Did you know if you're saved, everybody over here in Promised Land Cemetery is going to bust out of the grave? And so, folks, well, you know what I see? Hope, 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 hope. I mean, so it's good stuff, good stuff. 56, the sting of death is sin, the strength of sin is the law. Then he shifts, he gives a little bad news, and I love it. Bad news or good news? 57, the good news is, but thanks be to God which give us, us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But folks, all of that, remember how I was trying to get to verse 14 in the other part? Guess what? All of that was trying to get to 58. Okay? Because everything about this section here is that I can be discouraged. I can be down. I can be upset. I can lose my focus. I just want to quit. I'm so sick and tired. Remember me this morning talking about how Jesus was interested in people? Remember that? he Who was He interested in? The woman at the well. And for us, as promised land folks, if we're to do our job, we're to be what? Interested in people but folks, if you try to deal with people, I don't know if y'all know this, but sometimes people cause problems. <laughs> I know it's a surprise. But so guess what? It means this. If I try to if I try to encourage somebody, what if they don't want it? Or if you try to work with somebody, what if they don't like your ideas? Or what if you're working with somebody and you're trying to lead them to the Lord or bring them to church and they Don't agree with you, you know. So, no matter what, you're not always gonna, it's not always gonna work with everybody. And so, you're trying to encourage and trying to encourage. You're trying to do good. You're trying to help people. And then you look at this and you say, it's all worth it. This is about keeping focused. This is about keeping focused. What's the title of my message tonight? Keeping focused. You better look at verse 58. This is all about keeping focused. Therefore, Jesus is coming back. One day you're going to have a new body, new home in heaven, and it's all going to be worth it. That's why Paul says, therefore, I'm giving you good news, good news, good news, good news. Therefore, what? You know what 58 is all about? Hanging there. 58 is all about what? Hanging in there. Because what does it say? Hang on. That's right. Kind of like a roller coaster. Did y'all know life can get, y'all know life has curves? <laughs> Do y'all know life has ups and downs? Man, I love roller coaster rides. And if you never rode one, you can't identify with this, but clickety, 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 clickety. clickety. And the whole time I'm looking at the view. Man, this is awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, whoa, boom, boom. But guess what? You know, every one of you had one of these moments in life. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Huh? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Every one of us have had that, hadn't we? But when you don't see these curveballs coming in life, guess what? You need to take a look at this and underline this and put it in your white section of your Bible. Yeah, and I've done instructed the BTC class. The white section is these little sections like this where you got blanks. Say encouragement verse. Brother Michael said this one, and you just write encouragement dash First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. That's a good one, and that Isaiah forty thirty one man, that's one you got to write down too. That's an encouragement verse. For as much you know of what, sometimes do you ever think that last part? Yeah, I have been preaching thirty years, and is it worth it? Steve said this. This his he got he had to teach for Billy Don this morning in Sunday school class. And he said he was working at the mill one time, and he said uh, he worked with somebody. Anyway, years went by, and that person, somebody that he he thought they were always angry. Not at him, just life. Always angry. Later on, years later, that fellow walked up to Steve and said, i got to tell you, I got saved the other day. And you wonder, he said, is it all worth it? You try to be a good example and you try to be a good example. You try to do right and you say, for as much as you know that what? Your labor. Amen. Amen. Thank goodness we got the Word of God. Amen. It's worth it, isn't it? You say, is it worth it? I don't know. Well, according to the Bible, it's worth it. Praise the Lord. Let's get ready for Him hymn of invitation. Maybe there's somebody here and you say, Well, Brother Michael, I've been discouraged. This sermon was just for me. Maybe a sermon was only for one person. I don't know. But it's easy to lose focus. And if we do, if we get our eyes off the prize, what in that uh, Philippians chapter 3? <laughs> our prize is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's our prize. if you get your eyes off Him, it's easy to be discouraged. Let's keep focused on Him. Father, thank You for this opportunity to look at Your Holy Word. And when we lose that focus, it's easy in this world, I know, and You know, because You as Your Son lived here in it. You know. Thank You for conquering sin and death so that we can have the victory